is a problem here. And the story and this chapter is called Robin Hood and the Bishop. So here I go. Come, gentlemen all, and listen a while, and the story out to you in full. I'll tell you how Robin Hood served the bishop when he robbed him of his gold. Ballad, Robin Hood and the Bishop. The Bishop of Peterbroth was not a man who would easily forgive Robin for outwitting him in the affair of Alan Adale, and he thought uh, for revenge most eagerly. He went first to the Sheriff of Nottingham. Master Sheriff, he said, I demand to put me of men at arms and archers to punish the, this villain Robin Hood. My Lord Bishop answered the Sheriff. I would willingly do anything I might scatter these bold outlaws and, and hang Robin Hood. I myself have many reasons for wishing to be revenged on him, but I cannot gather a large enough company. All men hereabouts seem to be in league with him. What, then I will visit the knights and the barons of this uh, the, of this shire, stormed the bishop. They will not be in league with this traitor. You will get little help from them, answered Sheriff sadly. The lesser knights will scarcely dare to attack him, lest he would burn down their steads and drive away their flocks and herds. But the baron. Uh, but the barons persisted at the bishop. A few wild ruffians in the forest will scarcely burn down a well-fortified castle. Robin Hood's band is said to exceed 300 men in number, answered the sheriff. As for the barons, assuredly they will assist you and call out all their liegemen and tenants and serfs. But however big an army they collect, you will never find Robin by their aid. Oh, you'll never be able to accuse a single man of them of treachery. But Robin Hood will have had due warning, and he and his whole gang will be settled quietly in Barnsdale or Compton or Delamere or Pendle before and ever your expedition sets out. Then what can I do from the bishop? Take him by surprise, answered the sheriff. Go with a small company of my men. Sir Guy of Gisborne would help you only if he only he is away fighting for Prince John, so I will lend you my seneschal warning. He was Robin Hood's steward and hates his former master. He take him and twenty or thirty men. Doubtless the wily warning will hatch a scheme for you. 
Robin wandered in the forest to shoot a Robin wandered in the forest to shoot a deer when he met with a palmer, a silly old man dressed in rag clothes and hung about the bags like a baby. Ah, sir, cried the palmer in a high, cracked voice. You look like a forest man. Can you tell me where I may find Robin Hood? Oh, he's a kind man and noble man. It is bold Robin. How, how now, you silly fellow, said Robin. What's the news? What, what is it that you want to tell Robin Hood so badly? A fearful thing. Such a to-do, crackled the palmer. Master Sheriff Central Master Warman is dealing out the forest laws with a reformman to help him. Oh, such a shame, such a crying shame. Three proper young men, two will hang, and the third group this way will blind till God releases him from life. Where? said Robin briskly. Not a forlong hence, answered the palmer. You know the cottage by the brook? Well, over the slope beyond, one of the lads is an old woman's son. Now, near, how near to the hanging are, are they? They asked Robin. Oh, they wait a while, for the hangman has not come. Good, said Robin. Now make haste, old man, and lend me your gown. There are forty shillings in payment for it. Ah, my gown is is in rags, picked the old palmer. You do but jest. Good sir, you will not rob an old man. Content, exclaimed Robin quickly. Here is the money. Strip off that gown quickly, and know that I myself am Robin Hood. Oh, then, indeed, noble sir, I will, I know what you deal justly with me, cried the palmer, and he stripped off his gown with great alacrity. Robin put it on, a strange garment, patched with black, blue, and, and red, on which hung the various bags, like pockets, turned inside out, and in which the palmer put food which was given to him. Then he put on the palmer's dirty, frayed old hat and set off through the forest as fast as he could go. Past the old woman's cottage as he went, over the stream by stepping stones, over the brow of the slope beyond. There, sure enough, were several forest guards or verders standing around the newly lighted fire. By them, by them, stood Warman, stood Warman holding the reins of his horse, and from a tree nearby, a man was hanging his limbs yet jerking, though though he was already dead. Too easy a death, Warman was saying with a harsh laugh. The jerk, as I led the horse away 
from under him broke his neck and, and he died in the moment. Now if he had let a proper hangman to pull the other rogue up gently and the, th and the life out of him slowly as he struggles at the rope's end. Save, God save you, Master Forrester, crackled Robin, hobbling up at this moment dressed as an old palmer. Did I hear your highness say that you were in need of hanging of hang of a hangman this day you you did old man said warman shortly what will you give me as a hangman's fee if i do the job for you a, a new suit of clothes which you sorely need said said warman and a piece of gold if you will blind this other miserable lawbreaker for us give me but an iron and a rope cried robin and i'll show you how clever i am at the job give them to him ordered warman as soon as robin had the halter and blinding iron in his hand, he leapt swiftly into the fallen stump nearby and climbed the spreading oak tree. By the head, you nimble old man, a remarkable man with a grin. Make haste and fasten the rope, for I know of a traitor who has lived too long. I was never hangman in my life, said Robin. Still the palmer's voice, still in the palmer's voice, nor do I intend to be now. Cursed be all who consent for such a trade, to be such a trade. How now, what mean you? asked Warman anxiously. Ha ha, cried Robin, and he sang, I have a bag for a meal and a bank for a mouth, and a bag for barley and corn, a bag for bread, a bag for beef, and a bag for my little small horn. So saying that, he pulled out his horn and blew a piercingly shrill note on it. Wind away, laughed Warman, you silly old palmer, and I'll know you well. Blow till your eyes drop out. It will but deprive me of such pleasure of burning them. Even as he said this, Robin was aware of armed men wearing the sheriff's livery, who was closing in the tree of the Bishop of Peterbroth with his followers riding though through the forest towards where he was. A trap, thought Robin, and in a moment he had dropped out of the tree and running his hardest down the hill while Robin shouted after him, men, it's Robin Hood. This time he cannot escape. Robin bounded across the stepping stones and flung himself against the cottage door, with, with, which flew open at a couch. God of mercy, screamed the old woman. Whoever are you? Peace, good mother, guessed Robin. You know, 
me well, I am Robin Hood. And yonder the Bishop of Peter Roth. Peter Roth. And the sheriff's men, I cannot get away, and if they take me, I'll hang before your door. That shall never be, cried the woman. Mind me of how you saved my boy once from losing his arrow fingers, and and the many a time you have brought me food when I was starving. But I know, but I knew you not in that strange disguise strange disguise. I've no time to tell you of it, began Robin. Quick, interrupted the old woman. Change clothes with me, your Lincoln green as well as that gown. By God's grace, he will not want to hang you here, but you take you off to Nottingham. Swiftly, the enchant was made, and when the first soldier reached the door, and burst open. Robin was busily cooking over the fire, a perfect old woman in a dim light of the cottage. Where is the traitor Robin Hood? cried the leader of the men, who was none other than Warman. Robin Hood screeched the old woman, who was really Robin. What do you know of him? Search the place, commanded Warman briefly, and it did not take him many minutes to find the old woman dressed as Robin Hood and drag her out to the open. Ha ha, you false traitor, cried Warman excitedly. We have you fast at length. I long lived in fear of you, and today that fear is ended. But you shall have an hour or two in which to fear me, while I am heating the irons and burn out your eyes, which I shall do with my own hand. But that, of course, will come after I have cut off those fingers, which, with which you pull a bowstring and break the first laws, and maybe even a bowstring for Heather, which which hangs you will be with justice is that the proud traitor robin hood asked the bishop riding up for the moment here he is safe enough safe enough my lord answered robin a uh, war man how how to snare this rascal a rich reward shall be yours master Warman," said the bishop Set the villain on a horse, tie him with his face towards the tail, and let us hasten away to Nottingham. When this was done, they rode gently up the slope again, the bishop laughing and joking to in his delight at the capturing of Robin Hood, until they came to the tree where Warman's first victim was hanging. Fast, said the bishop. The, this tree bears strange fruit. But tell me, Master Central, was this all the blind to catch Robin Hood? Not so, answered Warman. That carrion has killed the three of John's deer. King John? inquired the bishop, but, but with a sly smile. King John, declared Warman. 
For surely Richard is dead, and that reminds me we have no other criminals, one so one to hang and one to lose his eyes. We'd better hang them both quickly, as it is not good to delay. We're here with so dangerous a prisoner as Robin Hood. You, Master Verderer, send one of your men up to the tree to fix a couple of ropes. Tie the villain's hands and set them to my horse saddle in turn. If I whistle, my horse will come to me, and where we have a hangman, where no hangman is. So the ropes were fixed. The first man came, made to, to stand on Warman's horse with the nose around his neck and, and his hands bound. And now, said Warman, definitely enjoying his victim spear. I am about to whistle for my horse. He, he will obey me sooner or later. But as he ended, here came the whistle of another kind, and an arrow sped over their heads and severed the rope clean through. Where, then the young man who was who had so narrowly been saved from the hanging, dropped astride the horse, kicked it fiercely with his heels, and galloped away, his hands still bounded behind him. Who shot yonder arrow? began the bishop, and then he turned pale, and his jaw fell. Jaw fell. For out in the forest, every side came archers in length and green, running company by company, the arrows ready on their bows. Mary, cried the old woman with a shrill scream of laughter. I think it must ha be the man they call Robin Hood. Yes, they, there he comes at the head of his merry men. Robin Hood, gasped Bishop gasped the bishop while Warman turned a sickly green and trembled so that he nearly fell. What then in the devil's name, who and what are you? Why, you wicked bishop, but I I am but the poor woman, as plain you may see, if you stripped off these garments and which Robin Hood gave me for of his charity then woe then woe it is me said the bishop that ever i saw this day but rob but warman turned to his men fire a volley of arrows he shouted then draw your swords and fight like men fight curse you but the sheriff's men flung down their bows and fled for dear life, and the ranks of outlaws opening to let them pass and closing again when they were gone. 
Then Robin strode up where Warman and the bishop sat on their horses, pale and trembling, with only two of the bishop's followers who, as priests, hoped that they did not need to fly for their lives. Come, said, said the bishop hastily, let us away. He will not dare to risk the curse of to risk the curse of holy church. Hold, Bishop! Cry, cried Robin sternly. I mean you no harm, and you must dine with me before you go. But I have justice to perform first. John Scarlet Arthur. Seize Warman and bind his hands. Then Warman flung himself to the ground, weeping and praying for mercy. Spare me, noble hunting whom he called. I served you long and faithfully until it served your turn better to betray me, interrupted Robin coldly. Yes, deny it not that I forgave you and sought for no vengeance, but you yourself have shown no mercy, though mercy has been shown to you, and and you swore to me once, as Scarlet did also, and to who do all in your power to save whom you could could come the cruel forest laws which bring God's curse upon his this poor land. No, no words. Here one for you. Fling a rope over that branch. Good. Now knows it now the news over his head. Friar Tuck, the last rites of, of the church. Then six of you run away with the end of the rope and make it fast. Then Warman had met the fate he was so richly deserved. Robin Hood turned to the bishop. Now come to dinner, my lord, said he said cautiously. I would rather die, shouted the bishop. Why then, said Robin, you may ride away after you paid toll. toll. So he spread his cloak to the ground, uh, and a search of bishop's pockets, a saddle bags, soon supplied it with shining pile of gold and silver. Meanwhile, the bishop, cursing him in English Latin, he was tied, was tied to a tree. Let him go now, commanded Robin pouring the money into the several bags. Not yet, said Little John. It is rarely that we have so high a dignitary of the church as a guest. Let him sing mass for us before he goes. I would rather die, repeated the bishop suckily. Then you may do so, said Robin, for there you stay tied to that tree until you fulfill your duty as a priest. Then the bishop sang mass, assisted by his two trembling followers, 
while all the outlaws duped their hoods and knelt reverently about about them. I thank you, my Lord Bishop, said said Robin gravely when the service end was ended. Now go in peace. So he cut the bishop's bonds, set him on his horse, and guided them carefully back to the main road which led to Nottingham. Thank you.